Hey, uh, Dreadbull will not be joining us today. Um, he was sick all last uh, Wednesday. He got real sick and was sick until he, actually today. He still wasn't feeling good. Um, thought he had COVID. Um, it sounded like it could have been COVID. I had to bail out last second. Sure, man. Of oh, I, I understand. I mean, he, he, he feels bad about it. I said, don't worry, man. It's okay. Right. Yeah. Just like we I mean, would with anybody. Yeah, I mean, they, we got the talented ones here at the show. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. But enough about the captain of your ship. <clears throat> yeah, last man, show was, was so much fun, man. That was a blast, wasn't it? Yeah. Man. Really, really, really good. good. And and it was great having Mark on board to uh, yeah to do that. Uh, I am psyched about Alien and and uh, the thing. Oh my oh, god! Choice. That's going to be so difficult, dude. <sighs> yeah, really. Oh hey, John. Hello. How are hey. you, man? Nice, nice to meet you, man. This is uh, I'm Joe, the one that reached out to you. So it's finally great to see you face to face. Oh, thank you. Okay. Now, where are you guys located? And tell me a little bit about the show, because I'm not familiar with the show. What? You're not familiar with Heavy Metal Horror Podcast? <laughs> um, we are across northern Ohio, John. Um, oh. yeah, spread out. One of our members isn't here. Um, he, he just had to bail out last minute cause his wife just came down with what he thinks is COVID. So he's taking care of her. Um, and we've been doing the show. This is our 102nd episode okay. and we've been doing the show a couple of years and we record and then we, I edit and then we put out the show on YouTube uh, for the video. And then we also release our audio through unsane radio which is another podcast I've been doing about three and a half years. We just did our 226th episode. Um, and we are out on the, all the podcast streams that way. And so we, we talk horror films, we interview rock celebrities like yourself. Um, we talk about music that we like and, you know, just three longtime friends mm-hmm. wanted to do a yeah. podcast and just, just hang out and, and talk about the things we love. Well, we'll be here all night then. We got about five hours of questions, so <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> um, I keep you entertained for at least a couple, you know. Great, fantastic, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, doing this show, you know, it just started off. We we started just because um, I've been doing Unsane Radio with another group of friends for a while, and then then Chopped Up or Joe and I just were talking, and and he said, "Man, I'd really love to do a show with you." And our other friend Mark. Um, uh, he was there and we said, well, let's, let's, what are we going to do? And uh, so we, we came up with heavy metal horror and, okay. and we just started, we just started doing it, doing movies and talking about bands we liked and, and, you know, going through their discographies. And, and then during the, during the pandemic, we, right. uh, I'd reached out to Carl Sanders of Nile and cause he was doing guitar lessons online. And I said, could, could I just pay for your time and you come on our show and we can interview you? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, holy fuck, we're going to talk to Carl Sanders. Jesus Christ, you know, um, and that's that big, big one. Yeah. yeah, that was just like crazy because we were all Nile fans and and he's just a nice guy. Um, and then from there, we just kind of snowballed just a lot of bands that that we've been able to talk to and get to know. And so it just blows our minds that we get to hang out with people like yourself and just like, wow, this is like crazy. So we're really grateful that you would want to spend some time with us. Absolutely. So. Sure. Let's let's. All right. Let's, let's, let's rock and roll. We're we're gonna do our great intro, and then we're gonna get right to it. Okay. All right. And the finished product, there'll be a great music and stuff here. So you know, but I'll send you links <laughs> when we're all done. So. This is Slasher Dave of Acid Witch, and you are watching Heavy Metal Horror. <laughs> 
I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this is John. Stop it. Keep it heavy. And you are watching and listening to a heavy, heavy metal, metal. horror. Whoa, kiddies. Kiddies, we've got a great show tonight. John Macow from Fifth Angel is here. John, welcome to Heavy Metal Horror. Thank you, guys. I, I'm so grateful that you have me on your show, and uh, I hope we're going to have a fine blast. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. We're going to have yes. a great time. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We got lots of questions, and we have some fun games and and things like that that we like to play with our guests. So, um, you know, it's it's gonna be good. So, all right. Uh, so let's start a little bit with with background. You know, we asked some questions we'd like to know of everybody. Um, so, where did your love of of music come from originally? Me personally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you're born with it. Um, I, I, you know, I'm just a, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, you know, it's just, it's a, I believe it's a gene that, that is passed, um, along, you know, the, uh, the lineage of, of people. And I know that I, you know, received that musical gene and it came from my great grandmother that, that came from Austria. Um, so, you know, my mom has the gene, my aunt had the gene. I have the gene and I passed it to my daughter, Madison. She has the gene. So um, I think there's something that you're born with and it, it, um, it calls to you. So, you know, I, I would say when I was probably, hmm, you know, 13, 14 years old, um, you know, I always had, well, well, even before that, I had a... Um, you know, a profound interest and love of music, um, you know, just listening to like the shit my parents, you know, played, you know, Beatles and uh, Tijuana Brass, you know, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. And, and they would have, you know, all these, you know, vinyl albums and um, I would listen to them. And, you know, when it, you know, when I was in like junior high school, you know, I remember listening to the monkeys, you know, and um, and then the Beatles. And um, and then I had a couple of neighbors that lived on my block and they were also musical. Um, one of the guys was a guitar player. The other guys, you know, played drums and and we would just kind of circle around to our to our um, homes, you know, back then. And and we would just listen to music and. Um, one of my buddies, um, his older brother, you know, we were listening like to the monkeys one day. And I remember him coming in and he came in and he took the record off and he said, white guys listening to this fucking bullshit. Let me play you some real shit. And he put on Jimi Hendrix, you know. <laughs> nice. So is that where your love of metal uh, began, like in hard rock? I mean, I, I would say yes. I, I would say I, I'm a little bit of a late bloomer as far as metal goes. Um, I really didn't listen to a lot of metal um, until I moved to Seattle um, in, in the uh, mid-80s and then joined Fifth Angel. Before that, I was kind of listening to um, 
you know, more, more mainstream rock. Um, I grew up um, listening to a lot of, well, what I call progressive rock, which, which is not like progressive metal, but I grew up listening to bands like Yes. And so like when I was learning how to play, you know, like like one of the first songs I learned how to play was like Roundabout. Oh. Yeah, know. start with something easy, John. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and and, and um, the guy that taught me, and that you know, of course, I didn't even freaking know, you know. And and he said he said you got to play with a pick. So unlike most bass players, I learned how to play with a pick first. So. So he taught me how to play like roundabout and 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 some of the other um, yes songs and then and then um, and then I started listening to an English band called Gentle Giant and um, and then listening to uh, of course Genesis. So and and the thing is is like all of those bands which had phenomenal bass players. Um, you know, of course, Michael Rutherford, you know, you know, from Yes, uh, Derek Shulman was the bass player in Gentle Giant, and they were all pick players. So so that's kind of how I learned how to how to play the bass. But that was kind of really my my original foundation. I kind of started listening to that stuff. Now, at the same time, um, you know, you know, my little group of friends, we were also listening to ZZ Top and Bad Company and Black Sabbath. So I will say that probably Black Sabbath is my, would be my metal, you know, influence. Although back then we didn't call it metal, you know? Right, right. I I bought the first fucking Black Sabbath, you know, album. Um, you know, then I had, you know, whatever the three or four consecutive ones, you know? So I was a hardcore, Sabbath, but I never thought of it as heavy metal. I did. I never even really heard that term back then. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an old guy, so what can I say? Um, to me, it was just it was just great music. It was great songs. So yeah. and so a phenomenal rhythm section. Right, you know, right, yeah. yeah. And, and and that was really even before my musical. Um, skills developed so I didn't even really realize like how good they were you know mm-hmm. and, um, same goes with, with some of the other groups um, then when I got into high school in my teens started we started to kind of branch off into more of the jazz fusion so um, uh, you know, um, Return to Forever um, uh, you know um, Bill Bruford um, that's when I I got introduced to Alan Holdsworth, mm-hmm. who to this day is still a huge influence, you know, on me. Um, so I, I remember, you know, Alan Holdsworth when he played with UK. And um, so I was really into a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and, um, you know, it, and which was not metal at all. And, and then it really wasn't until um, I got to Seattle and then joined Fifth Angels when I really started to get into metal. So I almost kind of went like backwards <laughs> into metals. If you yeah. Can, you know. 
it's quite a foundation though musical styles you know and it all yeah. lends itself yeah. uh you know good music is good music no matter what genre exactly right you know? yeah um yeah. go ahead chop um, you know like you know mahavishnu orchestra they're a big influence on me um so you know stuff like that along that line uh uh john uh what do you consider some of your your greatest bass influences um well in addition to the people that I just mentioned, um, I would also, um, I would probably Getty Lee. Um, you know, I'm a big Getty, you know, like, like he's a big fan of mine. I can't say that I necessarily, I don't necessarily play like him, um, but he has been a big influence on me. So I would say, you know, like Getty Lee, um, and then the guys that I mentioned earlier, you know, obviously Chris Squire um, and, um, you know, you know, Michael Rutherford, Derek Shulman. Um, those are the guys that kind of, uh, you know, come to mind. Although they're not metal bass players. I don't know if I really consider myself like a metal bass player. I think uh, as far as metal bass players, I think. The two best metal bass players are John Myung from, um, you know, Dream Theater, and of course yeah. Alex Webster. You know, those guys are masters. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I can't fucking play like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who can, know, right? Yeah, those guys are in a different league. You know? Yeah, yeah. Dream Theater, you know, they're another that progressive bands that borrow like from Yes and King Crimson and then Rush and then Dream Theater right, is like right. like the next incarnation and 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 yeah, other exactly. other bands like that. Phenomenal. And 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 they are like, you know, one of my favorite bands. And and ironically, um so the um the original manager for, for Fifth Angel um is a guy named Derek Simon. Um he was out of New York. And um, at the time, and, and he was working for um, a big New York uh, management company called Concrete, if, if you guys remember. And mm -hmm. um, they, so Derek was um, handling us, and then he was also handling Dream Theater. Um, so, so I had met those guys, like, you know, like in the uh, late 80s. Um, I remember when we were in Manhattan, I think we were we were either shooting the Time Will Tell video or maybe when we were tracking um, uh, drums for Time Will Tell, but we were in New York. And I remember, you know, meeting um, some of the guys from uh, Dream Theater. So, um, so a little bit of a, um, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, thing happening there. That's really That's cool. cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, Fifth Angel reformed after a long break. You know, um, can you talk about how that happened, the, the reformation? Because, like a few other bands that we have talked to, like th there's a resurgence. What we, what is now considered the, the you know, like the new wave of traditional heavy metal, and I think Fifth Angel was at the forefront, and then then broke up and then came back together. And few bands kind of come back together with even I think more success or better music and arguably Fifth Angel is one of those bands. Can you talk a little bit about how that re the, the reformation of the band happened? Sure. And and yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. So uh, um it I think it was a little out of accident. Um so um you know you know from my memory um 
you know, the, you know, the band had, you know, broken up, dispersed, and um, we had gotten a, a call um, from the um, motor for the uh, Keep It True Festival, uh, Oliver, and you know, he had actually, I don't even know how he got, got my phone number, but he got my phone number. So in, in the summer of 2009, I got a phone call from Europe and this guy, Oliver, and he's saying, he's like, hey, John, you know, uh, I have this festival every year and we have all the classic metal bands and we would like to have Fifth Angel uh, headline uh, for the 2010 festival. And, I, you know, I, of course, I'm thinking, what the fuck? And I'm like, no, you know, like, who gives a shit about Fifth Angel? Nobody, you know, no, you know, I, I figured nobody freaking cares, you know. And, and I even kind of told him, he said, he goes, oh, you'd be surprised. You, you guys still have a really big following. And I was really floored by that. I, I just did, I had no idea because I had kind of gotten out of the music business. You know, I had gotten, you know, remarried and, 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 and I had a whole different career and, and I wasn't even playing music. So, so it was, um, it was really like an epiphany. And I said, and, and he goes, well, what do you think? And I said, well, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll call the guys, you know, and, uh, and that's really kind of where things, you know, the ball started to slowly kind of turn. Um, we went, we did wind up playing the uh, 2010 festival. Um, not all of the original members, um, uh, it was myself, um, Ed Archer, and Kendall Bechtel. And, you know, and we did okay. I don't, I don't think we were great, but we, we did okay. So um, that kind of got things going. And then for a couple of years, we, we thought, well, hey, maybe we got something. Let, you know, maybe we can make another record or something. And we kind of struggled um, a little bit um, over the next few years with that, trying to make that work. And and it it didn't work. You know, we kind of failed, and we thought, yeah, we'll just we'll just shell this thing. And then into then in two thousand seventeen, um, we um, we got an offer again from the from Oliver from the same festival. He said, hey, you guys did a great job before. Would you like to come back? And you know, we're like, okay. So at but now, now before that, Ken was not involved. The second time, um, Ken actually decided that he wanted to be involved. And then once Ken got involved, we went and played the show again. And we had, you know, we did much better. And then um, one of the um, guys from uh, Nuclear Blast, uh, Yap, who's the uh, manager of A&R, uh, he came up to me after the show, gave me a card, and he said, he goes, hey, you guys did a great job. Let's do a, let's do a record, you know? And um, and that's really how things got started. Oh. Well, Sorry, I, I didn't want to drag that out. No, know? no, no, it was great, because, oh, no. I mean, that's a nice segue we to my next question. Yeah. Uh, you know, we like to learn everything. Um, you know, 
my next question was about your albums with Nuclear Blast. I mean, th- these albums are fantastic. You know, like, are you intentionally going for a heavier sound with every album, or is this something that's ha- organically happening within the band? I mean, I, I would say I would say it's 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 somewhat organic. Um, so so it, so take you know so from so from when we started, um, you know, after the you know the conversation with Yop, Yop said. You know, you know, you know, do a few demos and send it to us, and and let's see what you know, let's see what we can do. And um, it, it's it's not like we had any material in the can at that point. So um, so we we just sort of like okay, you know, everybody, you know, you know, let's 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 like do three songs and send it to them and see if they like it. And um, at that time, you know, Kendall was in the band, and 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 him, and of course Ted was not in the band. And at that time, Ed was you know, he he really he kind of was, and he kind of wasn't because he was having a lot of personal issues. So he was really not able to contribute as far as writing goes. So um Kendall and Ken kind of created like a new songwriting team um and 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 they came up with like three well no actually Ed came up with one song so so we, we basically um you know did these demos and sent it to them and they loved it um and they're like hey let you know yeah okay we'll, we'll sign you guys um after that, we, you know, we really, um, from that album and then also from, from the new album, you know, because we really felt like most people, um, as far as the, you know, the, you know, the two original albums, we really feel like most people like the first album the best. And, and that's kind of always been really more of our direction. You know, time will tell. There, there was pressure from, you know, it was the mid '80s, you know, and we're competing with, with White Snake and and um, Scorpions, mm-hmm. and you know, th- you know, they wanted a hit. So, so that is really why that album is a little bit more commercial. Um, but I think we, we originally wanted to do the second album more like the first, but but. There was that pressure from the label, um, understandably, and um, so coming, you know, however many years later, with 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 the new albums with Nuclear Blast and Nuclear Blast, they were like, you know, we we want modern production, but we still want the original Fifth Angel sound, and and we wanted to go back with with something that was heavier, more like the first album. Um, and I think the third secret does a really good job. Um, when angels kill, we decided that we wanted to do that and even maybe get a little bit heavier because we we kind of feel like um, I mean it is organic to a to a degree, but we also feel like hey, you know, we want to pull in some you know younger um, audience. Um, you know, we, you know, we, we need, we need new fans, you know, our, our old fans, they're dying off. So, um, so we, so with, with, with the whole concept album, we knew that we would have a lot of room 
so that we could do a lot of things. And one of you know, and one of the things is we wanted to have some more modern, heavy um, sounding songs, hopefully still in the vein and style of Fifth Angel. But then we also included, you know, some classic sounding, you know, Fifth Angel songs like, you know, um, Wings of Steel, you know, Five Days to Madness, Light the Skies, those, you know, you know, Run to the Black. Those are all, to me, very classic, you know, Fifth Angel. But then you got the more modern songs like When Angels Kill, um, um, you know, uh, Resist the Tyrant, um, you know, um, oh shit, I'm forgetting the, the song. But anyway, you, you get what I'm saying. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's you're a fanta- a fantastic release, John. Very good. Yeah. The new album, uh, you know, When Angels Kill, I mean, just, I, I think it's funny. You're like feeding me the lines that uh, the questions I want to ask, which is fantastic. You know, this is a double disc concept album. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, your creative process and and how this concept album came to fruition? Okay, so so the so the concept of the story that's all Ken. This this is this is something that 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 he um, has been thinking about for. Actually, we even considered the double album thing um, at the time of the third secret, but we figured eh, that would be a little bit too risky since this is going to be our first record coming back. You know, um, so we kind of pushed that idea off to the uh, shelf, but um, but it was really Ken's idea. You know, he so after the third secret, I think he really started working on this idea that he had in in his head, and um, you know, we you know of course you know we recorded this album during COVID, so we had plenty of time. Um, you know, which is why we spent two years making on it because it's because it was kind of like, like you know, like hurry up and wait. You know, hurry up and wait. It's like, well, you know, you know, during COVID there was so much, you know, so much crap. It's like, well, okay, it's like, well, well, if we do, um, we just do a regular um, LP. Um, you know, we can send it to the record company now, but it won't even go into vinyl production a year from now because you know during covid you know half of the vinyl production places disappeared you know it was literally like 12 months you know to get an album pressed so we're like well what what the fuck you know we might as well just take the time and um and we had a lot of material it's like well let's just well let's do a double album you know we'll you know we'll roll a dice and uh what do we got to lose? So, so that's kind of where that whole concept came about. And then, of course, everybody had a lot of material. You know, I had a lot of material. You know, that you know, Ken had a lot of material. Ed had a lot of material. Uh, Ethan had, you know, um, a lot of material. Nice. I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, you had mentioned some of the people you admire and some of your influences. I'd like to talk a little bit about your musical heroes, and, and maybe they're one and the same, but more to the fact of like, who have you met as far as musical heroes? Um, and what was that meeting like? And has that influenced how you respond to fans who come up to you? Hmm. Interesting question. Um <laughs> So I'm gonna have to like pull from 
from the old uh, brain here. Um, well, let's see. If I go way back, um, so I grew up in Thousand Oaks, California. Um, I'm a California boy. I, re I, I would say like the first rock star that I ever met, um, you know, um, bass player heroes was, um, um, oh my God, <laughs> was um, Tim Bogart. Tim Bogart. Yeah. I met Tim Bogart um, um, in, in uh, Thousand Oaks. Uh, he was living in that area at the time. Of course, I had no, I had no clue who he really was or, you know, how good he was. I just knew that he was a rock star. Um, so he didn't really influence me a lot, but um, but I did meet Tim, you know, I don't know how old I was. I was probably a, a, a teen or something like that. Um, and then um, I would say the next hero was um, I met Alan Holdsworth in London in nine, 1979 <laughs> at, at the... Um, in London, what was the name of the club? It was the um, something jazz club. It was a jazz club. So I was there traveling with with my um, with with my neighbor who was a guitar player, and it was the one hundred jazz club in in London. And I remember we were just traveling there, and we saw like on a flyer we saw Jack Bruce and friends, you know at the Jazz 100 Club featuring Alan Holdsworth. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. So, so we went into, so we, we go into this bloody little fucking club in a little pub, you know, in, in, you know, somewhere in, in, in London, you know, and, and, you know, on a, you know, little stage and there's Jack Bruce and Alan Holdsworth, you know, just you know, like like jamming and stuff like that. It was oh it was it was it was it was mind boggling. I'll never never forget that as long as I live. Um, you know, it, it was amazing. Um, and then just they're playing all jazz stuff, you know. Um, and um, I don't, you know. Um, I mean, trying to think who you know who else. Um, uh, I mean, I met, um, I mean, recently, a few years ago, I met, um, um, oh, oh, the guitar player Creed. Um, oh, Mark Tremonti. Mark, Mark Tremonti. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, I met Mark um, about four, about four or five, about five years ago uh, in Orlando. Um, friend of mine, Andy LaRock, um, the guitar player for uh king diamond you know he's a good yeah player. and um, he was on tour with with king and they were playing downtown orlando so i had gone up there because my daughter lives there and um and you know because i was on the guest list and everything um you know you know i wound up getting seated it was funny because it was like all in a row so so, you know, we, we, I got, you know, my daughter and I, we got seated right next to, to Mark and then right next to Morgan and um, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, so the, the drummer and the bass player for Seven Dust. 
Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're all sitting next. So I so I I wound up meeting Mark and and he's like the, the most humble, generous guy you've ever met in your life. You know, just an amazing guy. And then we all went, you know, backstage and um and he was talking to Andy and and I was just so blown away by like how humble and 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 uh you know gracious you know that a guy of that stature you know can be and you know he's an amazing musician and and i'm a big fan of ultra bridge i love their mm, shit mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's cool um because yeah, we have met a lot of people that we admire on this show and it's just it's always mind-blowing for us um and we had interviewed matt thompson last year king diamond's drummer um, and King Diamond slated to come on when the new album comes out. He's going to be on our show, so we are super excited uh, to meet him as well. So, I've never met King. I've never met King. I don't know him, but but um, Andy, um, you know, his right hand man is, um, you know, he's been a friend. Him and his wife have been a friend of mine um, for for a long time, and he is a, he he is a wonderful guy. Like you would just like you know never like he could just be sitting next to you and you'd be like he's just a regular guy you know you know there's there's no rock star he he's a dead he's like the most dedicated family man i've ever met in my life he's he's just the coolest guy and of course he's a you know amazing fucking guitar player oh yeah well that's awesome well tell him that we said hi so <laughs> yeah we'd love to have him on um yeah. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about touring because uh, I know Fifth Angel just just did some touring. Um, so, do you, you prefer like smaller, intimate venues or larger arenas? You know, from a fan's point of view, uh, being close to a, a band is fantastic. But what's it like from a band's point of view? I prefer the large, the bigger, the better. Um, but but honestly, for me personally, I don't care. But um, I like I like the um I like the larger venues um myself. Mm -hmm. Well, when you play the festivals, do you get to enjoy the festival as you know in the atmosphere as a fan as well, or is it all business? Like you get in, you play, and then you have to leave. Mm, I usually try to um, yeah. I particularly like to interact. So like. Like, you know, because obviously you always get, you know, to the uh, festival like a day early or whatever. Um, so I always, I can't say this for all the members, but I always go to the festival um, and try to see some of the bands, you know, that are playing before us. You know, um, like just recently um, in, uh, in Germany, we, we, you know, we played the uh, Keep It True Festival for the third time. And um, we got there early, and um, a good friend of mine, um, James Rivera of Hellstar, he was doing the warm-up show. So I made it a point to go out and and see you know James's show because I'm I'm going to support him. So I'm that kind of person. Um, I'm you know especially if there's a band you know where maybe I know you know the members, I'm going to go and and see them and and support them. Just as I would expect them to do the same. Sure. Yeah, and makes I sense. enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So what is your favorite food to eat on the road? Food? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't eat junk food. So um, I try to eat really clean. 
um, as much as possible. Um, in Germany, well, in Europe, it's it's pretty easy to do because Europe has great food. Um, so, um, you know, I, you know, just, just, um, well, you know, whatever. But, you know, there, there isn't anything that's particularly a favorite. But I had the best fucking steak in in um, in uh, Tauber, uh, Tauber tower tower whatever that was the the where we were uh, staying in um germany in this past uh, april i had the best goddamn steak there it was better than anything i've had in the states it was freaking amazing oh nice what made it so good wow. it was just well first of all it's probably a real piece of meat <laughs> <laughs> it's not genetically modified, you know. Yeah. It doesn't have hormones, and you know, it's a real fucking piece of meat. <laughs> and it was just perfect. You know? Nice. You don't need a lot, you know. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the food in Europe is just is, uh, you know, that that that's a whole nother subject, you know. Yeah. Okay. You know, my my wife is is uh, from Europe, and you know, she is really you know, kind of opened up my eyes as far as um, food goes, you know, here, you know, here in the States as, you know, compared to, you know, what they do, you know, in Europe. All right. We love to hear crazy road stories, you know, the crazier, the better. So what is one of the most outrageous touring stories that you can share? <laughs> I don't, if you need to throw somebody on the bus, I mean, I don't want to push buttons or hey, Brian, feel Brian. free to do whatever you want. We've heard some crazy stuff. So <laughs> yeah. just lay it on us, John. I, I mean, um, I, you know, I mean, I should, I've spent, you know, a, a, you know, half my life I spent, you know, um, on the road, you know, with, with different bands, you know, you know, not, not necessarily, you know, with Fifth Angel, um, you know, with Fifth Angel, you know, there really hasn't been anything really crazy um you know exciting um that's happened to us you know other than you know you know the, the typical stuff well you know like a you know a volcano you know erupts and we don't know if we're going to be able to make it there and and uh oh no 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 no, I, no the I, typical I, stuff I, volcanoes oh, of no, course. No, I, okay so <laughs> so um um, okay, so here's a here's a good one with Fifth Angel. So in um, so in 2019, um, right after um, the release of the Third Secret, um, we are booked um, into a festival called Metal Assault, which is in Würzburg, and that was and that would have been February of 2019. Um, so um, and. You know, we you know we had just released the third secret. Um, now originally, you know, we, we so we had a you know we had some issues between the release date and then and then that festival because may as you guys may or may not know, Kendall you know quit the band. Hmm. You guys you guys know about that? No, I didn't know. Okay, so so you know so as you okay on the third secret, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the third secret um that album was was basically only the three of us so it was ken kendall and myself so kendall bechtel 
he played all of the guitars and he did he did all the singing on that on that album and um so so when when in 2019 when we started adding shows you know of course you know it's it's kind of you know and and, and then and then at the end of that year ed had because ed had stepped out of the band for personal reasons but then at the beginning of 2019 you know he then kind of came back into the band um, but the album obviously was already done so so ed was all so ed was back in the band you know myself ken on drums and then kendall um you know on on lead guitar and lead vocals um however kendall was not comfortable he was comfortable doing the songs that he recorded but he was not comfortable singing Ted songs from the old albums. You know, he's just like, I, you know, I can't do it. I don't want to do it, whatever. So, so that was a, you know, cause, cause we were originally like, well, we'll just go out as a four piece. Right. And, and he's like, you know, I, I he's like, I don't want to front the band. I don't want to be a front man. I just want to play guitar and then sing the songs that I recorded on the third secret. So we're like, okay. So, so we're like, okay, we'll, we'll get another singer, right. That, that'll come in and, and do all of the old material. Right. And we'll, you know, go out as a five piece and which made sense. So, so that's when we hired Steve Carlson, who's the singer on the third secret. Um, but then, and, and then we had booked gigs, right? So we had, you know, we had booked um, th this festival and I'm sorry, I'm dragging this out. Um, um, but um, but then um, for whatever reason, and I still don't know why, um, Kendall quit the band before we were supposed to go to Germany and play this festival. And we were headlining that festival. Oh, wow. So it was a big, fucking deal and we're like we're like what what the hell you know and and he quit so um so then that's when we hired ethan brosh and brought him in. you know i mean ethan only had like three weeks to learn the whole freaking set um you know uh, uh steve and th and then of course now steve's has to learn all of the old stuff and the new songs that we're playing so so, so we have two new members, right? I mean, it's hard enough with one new member, but then yeah. you know, you got, you got half half of the band is new. It's hard, yeah. Two fucking yeah. new members with guys that you don't even really know. You've never played with them, so so there was like a like like a like this huge stress, you know, uh, especially on Ken and I, because you know Ken and I are really kind of the owners of the band. And and you know we're we're stressed out and we're like we're, you know, we're fucking headlining and you know and we got these new guys and you know how are we gonna fucking pull this shit off? So um, so long story short, you know my stress level is 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 like eleven, you know, right? Eleven, right? right? And um, and the um, you know. So, so the plan was that we are all going to um, fly to Phoenix and rehearse for like four days. Then from Phoenix, we're all going to fly to Frankfurt 
um, you know, and then and then go do the and go do the festival, right? So, so the fuck does John do, right? He gets on the plane, he flies to Phoenix without his fucking passport. Nice. But he doesn't fucking know it. <laughs> doesn't realize it because he doesn't need a fucking passport to go to fucking Phoenix. However, he needs a fucking passport to fly to fucking Frankfurt. He doesn't realize it until 12 hours before. So, so four o'clock. So what? Okay, so I think so it's like, so like, you know, we have 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. flights Thursday morning from Phoenix, okay? We practice Wednesday afternoon. And of course, you know, Phoenix is, you know, you know, it's, it's earlier. So for, we, we get done practicing. It's about four o'clock Phoenix time the night before Wednesday and everybody's like okay all right we're all going to show up at the airport at 8 a.m at right everybody's got their guitars everybody's got their passports as soon as he said passports I I, <laughs> I like I dropped to my knees I knew right then I'm like and he's like what I'm like I don't have my passport I don't have my fucking passport. And I, I mean, I literally, you know, you know, that moment in life when you realize that you have like, like, like totally fucked up so bad that, that like, like, like there's no way, like how are you going to, you know, it's like killing somebody, right? How are you going to get out of that? You know? You know, because it's not just me, it's the whole band. I can't get on that plane without that passport. Okay. And um, and it's probably that's probably like the worst feeling in the world where you, you know, I literally I just couldn't even think straight. And um, long story short, by some miracle, um, you know, my neighbor had the and I knew exactly, I left the passport right on my nightstand, right? I knew exactly where it fucking was. So by some freaking miracle, you know, um, my neighbor had a key to, to my apartment, you know, and I called her up and, and she went and got my passport, made it to a FedEx place, that was closing in 15 minutes and got it sent overnight to, to, to Phoenix. And at eight o'clock in the morning, I had the fucking passport in my head. Wow. Wow. Two hours before I had to get on the plane. Because <laughs> if I didn't, and, and the other thing too, is be, because, because the flights were all booked together, you know, as like a group. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, so the airline told me, she said, if you don't get on that plane, your entire flight there and back will be canceled. It would have cost me like $5,000 to, if I didn't get on the plane to rebook it. 
So it it was it you know you know this was like okay maybe I believe in God I, you know at this point because because everything lined up and and when I got on that plane I was I was getting nips and I was just going like <laughs> <laughs> wow that's I, oh God. I mean that's the only like as far as like with fifth angel that's the only like really exciting um, you know, crazy story um, that I've had. Now, in 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 earlier, you know, previous years, you know, like you know, twenty years ago, I was in a band, um, you know, and and you know, and a guy like punched me on stage, you know, because I was, you know, boinking his girlfriend, you know, <laughs> you know stuff like that. No, so that's a that's a good story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Work, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm playing in this band, you know. And, um, you know, and, and this guy, you know, you know, come up to the stage and, and he was kind of like, Hey, you know, come on over here. You know, I thought he was going to request, you know, Freebird or something like that. And, and, and I'm playing and I kind of, you know, put, put my head down and bam, he just, he, he just knocked me out. He just clocked me, you know, and, and, and it, it was, it was like something out of, out of the Motley Crue movie, Dirt. So, so I'm literally on the ground with, you know, with the stars, you know, circling and then the guitar, and then the guitar player and the keyboard player, all of a sudden they, they jump on the guy and they're, and, and they're beating him. Then his buddies join in and it's a big brawl, you know, on the dance floor type of thing, you know, you know, shit like that's that. That's awesome. Well, two great stories, John. I mean, yeah. that's passport that's getting punched. Welcome, yeah, welcome to the show. That's yeah. right. Later on, you know, you know, a couple out, you know, whatever. An hour later, I went up to the guy. I said, I said "Bro, well, you know, why, why did you, why did you hit me?" He goes, he goes, "Well, you're, you're, you're fucking my girlfriend." I said, "Well, who's your girlfriend?" And then, and then he says, he says their name, and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, she failed to, he was like in the military or something. So he was like out to sea for like, you know, a month, you know, and of course she failed to, uh, you know, let me know that she was in a relationship, but oh, after wow. that we were buddies, you know, I was buying them drinks. <laughs> Eskimo brothers, as yeah. uh, they would say. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Last to, uh, question about uh, touring in the road life. What are some of the quirky requests in your rider? We love to hear about the riders. Do you have special foods or drinks or clothing uh, or or maybe flowers like Mariah Carey? We love to know. What's in your rider, John? No, no, nothing, really nothing. It's 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 really really boring. It's really boring. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really none of us are, you know, um, you know, none of us really are big drinkers or anything like that and 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 none of us have any weird freaking diet so yeah there's nothing nothing normal at, or nothing you know abnormal at all so no no six dozen white roses nothing like that okay no <laughs> no, no 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 uh sacri you know sacrificing virgins or anything like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice oh. all right well i want to i want to switch gears i want to ask you some hypothetical situations here okay okay i want you to create a super group which three or four musicians, past or present, would you want to be in your group? Super. Oh, that. Well, that'll probably going to be like what's my solo album is going to be. <laughs> okay. Um. 
So, um, well, first of all, I don't really believe in supergroups, but um, as far as like, um, and and I am planning, um, hopefully this fall, I am planning on um, doing a solo project. Um, nice. Quite a bit of material. Uh, it's not like Fifth Angel at all, um, quite different. Um, so, going off of like who I would like to have in that project, um, I'll, I'll, I'll base it off of that. Um, okay. So, so, so the first one is going to be um, one, one of my best friends, um, which is uh, Jeff Loomis from Arch Enemy. Um, we, you know, we, Jeff and I go way back and, um, and him and, and him and I actually, um, you know, recorded, um, we did like a three song uh, demo of a music that I had written along with a really good um, friend of ours from Seattle, Gary Thompson, who was um, the drummer in Q5 and um, uh, TKO. Um, so it's, we, it was like this, this raw, it's all instrumental, uh, three song thing that we recorded like in Gary's uh, living room. Um, and um, and it was, it's really cool stuff. And I, I'm actually thinking of resurrecting that material and, you know, and then bring it, you know, bring it into, you know, a modern uh, setting. Um, but um, Jeff Loomis would be the first one, um, you know, that I'm going to ask for this project that I would love to have. Um, who else? Um, I'll, I'll, I will probably oh, well, super group. Okay, so super group. Then does that mean people who you would just love to have, but you you would never be able to get them? Yeah, in? anyone, past or present. They could be living. Mm -hmm. They could be gone. Any, anybody. With you. Yeah. yeah. Who would you want? Your ideal band. Who would you want to see all playing together in your super group? Yeah. Um, drums. So obviously Ken would, you know, would be a consideration. Um, um, I mean, I'd love, you know, obviously, you know, Ken would be one. Um, oh boy. Um, drummers that, you know, it's a lot of drummers that I really like. Um, I can't quite think. Um, I'm, I'm having, I'm, I'm kind of stymied on this one. Um, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, that's something that um, I really have to give a lot of thought to. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We, we can, we can let you think about that and we can move on. Uh, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to have Alyssa from uh, Arch Enemy. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, far, you know, like, like taking, yeah. I'd love to have her, um, you know, on the vocals. Um, I'd also, um, vocal wise, I would love to have um, uh, Bjorn um, from Soil Work. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Very nice. love, okay. Love, love his stuff. Um, um, and. Um, I mean, you know, if, if I thought about it, I, I would probably be able to, you know, 
come up with with you know with a little bit more. So no, that's great. That's great. Um, our uh, second hypothetical: if you could be any superhero for twenty four hours, who would you be, and what would you do with your day of power? Oh, no. uh, we like to ask questions that no one else asks, John. And I think that's why people, because we're just going to, we like to learn different things. You probably kinda, have never asked this question before. I feel like I'm a superhero, you know? So, um, you know, um, I, I never think about like, oh, hey, I'd like to be that, or I'd like to be that. I kind of like just being myself, you know? Um, now, having, okay, so here, this would be great. I just be myself. But have some superhero powers. Okay, that's good. Right? Okay, so if I had some super, you uh, super um, human powers, um, I would probably like erase, you know, all of the idiocracy. <laughs> You'd need a lot of power for that. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, like erase the, you know, the stupid, you know, the, you know, just the. the the stupid, the stupidity of of the people in this country or this world, you know, and um, try, you know, like actually, you know, bring back common fucking sense. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Um, I hope awesome. you get those powers. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, we are heavy metal horror, so I'm going to talk a little bit about horror and ask you, are you a horror movie fan? Absolutely. Nice. Well, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Oh, well, now, you know, I'm getting old, so I'm not watching as nearly as many as possible, you know, because I don't want bad nightmares. But, um, no, I'm a big um Especially when I was younger, I was, you know, a big um, bullshit, um, you know, big horror, you know, especially in the 80s, you know, I, I'm a big hellraiser, you know, I watched, matter of fact, I think I watched the, the very first hellraiser movie on Christmas night. <laughs> nice. When you're opening packages, you're thinking, is this the way to open this present or not? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's... yeah. I was a big Hellraiser fan. I, you know, I, I saw not all of them, but I saw a lot of them. Mm -hmm. You know, the Hellraiser movies. Uh, um, I mean, I, I was never a big Halloween fan. I always thought that was just kind of, you know, but, um, you know, but I liked a lot of, um, I mean, shit. I just liked, I liked a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of the, David Cronenberg movies and and um, um, you know of, of course the um, what's the guy um, you know that you know that you know of course Stephen King and um, um, John Carpenter you know yeah. you know you know a lot of you know all of that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't get into any of the, like super just you know really gory stuff, you know. But I liked um, um, you know stuff that had you know monsters and sci-fi, um, you know. Mm -hmm. What's the scariest movie you remember as a kid? The movie that scared you as a kid. As a kid, um, oh shit, that was a long time ago. Of course, I loved the Poltergeist movie. 
Um, but you know, I wasn't a kid. But as far as like like what really, I don't know. Um, you know, of course, I watched. You know, I watched. You know, as a kid, I watched all that black and white shit. You know, um, you know, I would oh, yeah. watch Twilight Zone, and I loved the Outer Limits. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, I watched all of the Outer Limits stuff. Um, um, you know, shit. What else? And you know what? You okay? So, you know what scared the shit out of me when I was a kid was the black and white Mexican horror movies. Like you, Santos. You know, there the Aztec mummy. Yeah, there were there were the Mexican horror movies and 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 those those scared the shit out of me. Um I'm trying to think of the name Night of the Bloody Apes. That's one. Is yeah. Okay, name a couple other. Uh there was a whole slew of like Santos versus the Aztec mummy. The, it was a wrestler. And there was a there was a, a bunch of those. Um Let's see. Did they do Night of the Cobra Woman, or was that the Philippines? The but screaming, uh, the screaming woman, or something like that. I don't okay. know. I, I don't know. But I remember those. Some of those ones were really scary. And then there was like the brain that wouldn't die. Oh yeah, yeah. That's was, a creepy uh, one. Yeah. It was, was. Was that the one where 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 the scientists like? Took took the girl and cut her head off. Yeah, it was his girlfriend or a wife, and she right, gets in right. a car accident. He puts his head her head in a tray. <laughs> like, yeah, telepathic thing with the arms, you know. Yeah, right? arms yeah. on the wall, you know. And then, oh yeah, you know, and yeah, that you know that kind of shit. Yeah, it was like that. And, oh yeah, and then um, uh, you know, some of that stuff, and then you know the you know some of the Vincent Price. You know, um, you know, um, movies, um, you know, or the Edgar, the Edgar Allan Poe movies. Yeah, he did a lot of those with Roger Corman. The Telltale, mm -hmm. you know, he did, uh, he did, um, fuck job, the the one with the 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 oh, swinging God. blade. Oh, the, 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 oh, the pendulum. Pit, the pendulum. The red, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then there was the other one where he where where uh, the the crypt of Monte Cristo. You know, where he walled the guy up, you know. Um, Those yeah. Tales of Terror, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Those are all classics. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I recently, like this past Halloween, um, I watched a bunch of that old shit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I watched the Tales from the Crypt, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, some of those were, were, were great. Like, you know, the, you know, the, you know. So well, you love some of the Hammer films too, John? Like uh, yeah, yeah, Christopher Frankenstein. Christopher and Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah Christopher yeah, Lee, like Peter Cushing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We Chop and I grew up with those, and all the Universal horror movies: Wolfman, The Mummy, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein. We, you know, we 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 were watching that since we, like I can remember earliest memories watching horror movies. You know, they scared the shit out of me, but I'm gonna watch them. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I watch. Yeah, I'm a big fan, or you know, like Pumpkinhead. You know. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Holly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a great. Uh, that's, that's a fun yeah. series, right? Yeah, uh, and the um, Pumpkinhead's great. Uh, that's a great, great, uh, yeah. great like makeup. No. Nice, nice. Well, what was your, if you remember, your favorite Halloween costume? Um. Shit. Um. Oh. Um. Oh no. Um, you know, 
a pillow over the freaking head, you know? Yeah, like Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah get a lot of rocks. Yeah. I got a fucking rock. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you know, that was, of course, one of my favorite, you know, the the – uh, the Halloween, you know, um, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. the Great Pumpkin, yeah. Charlie Brown. Yeah, the Great yeah. Pumpkin. That had, you know, that went right in with all of the horror stuff, you know, because that that was the best one. The Christmas, the Christmas one was good, but 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 the um, you know, Great Pumpkin was the best. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. And then last last horror question: Your favorite candy to eat at Halloween? Your favorite Halloween candy? Favorite. Oh boy. Uh, Probably, probably either can't. Well, it was probably the 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 sweet tarts. Now I remember, you know, back in the day, sweet tarts. It was it was like that big. It was huge. It was like a big freaking clump. Of, you know, um, that one. I love sweet tarts. I love the um, candy corn, and I love the Heath bars. Nice. All right. We're going to switch topics to one-offs. These can be anything, just anything at all. Um, okay. Who is your favorite writer or maybe some of your favorite books by that writer? Hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not really well-read. I didn't, I didn't read a lot and still don't read a lot, but, but um, I would say two. So, um, when I was younger, I really got into the um, Carlos Castaneda books. Oh yeah, which that's kind of led me on the uh, my um, you know journey, you know my journey back in the day of, of, of psychedelics, mm -hmm. uh, and then also the you know the the, the Tolkien books. You know, yeah, I, I remember re you know I read all of those books before, obviously way before the you know the movies came out. Mm -hmm. Now, nice. Really, kind of my two favorite ones. Okay. Uh, who's your yeah, favorite? And then, and then there was another book, and we'll we'll see if you know this movie. But there was another book that I read called *The Serpent and the Rainbow*. Oh yeah, I've seen the movie where he uh, gets buried. You know about voodoo. You all, know? all about voodoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real no, voodoo. Great. Real voodoo. Yeah, right. So I actually read the book. Um, and then and then saw the movie and, and it was very interesting because you know the book is actually based on on fact mm -hmm. well fact of what you know obviously and the book is based on fact the movie you know um you know obviously you know took some liberty but it is um you know kind of a uh, a factual um uh, occurrence of, of what had happened, um, you know, where a, a chemical, uh, a pharmaceutical company had sent, you know, a guy down to Haiti, um, you know, uh, to investigate the, um, you know, the, you know, the, the tetra, you know, whatever the, the, you know, the toxin. Yeah, that's substance. Yeah. You know, which, which, they do, you know, which is 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 a anesthetic used today, but but that um, that um, chemical was used in in the you know in the voodoo um, uh, you know um, religion, and, and and what's cool about the book is the book actually explains you know you know you know the actual roots 
of the of the voodoo religion, you know, that, that came from Africa. You know, but the thing is, is that, you know, the religion, it's 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 not like a, an evil religion. It's just, you know, it, you know, it's a, um, uh, you know, it's it's a positive religion, but, um, you know, but had been used for some bad, you know, cases. But, um, you know, that was that was a really cool, you know, interesting learning experience. Nice. Who's your favorite cartoon character? I don't read cartoons. Okay. <laughs> Which non-music celebrity would you most like to have a drink with? Um, probably um, Keanu Reeves, because I'm a big John Wick fan. Yeah, that last movie was really good. It was John really four. good. Yeah, yeah, number four. I, yeah. You know, I just, and I just watched it recently. And I was kind of like, I was kind of really, you know, I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, like really not sure what they're going to do here, you know, because there was, you know, because there were so many different outcomes. First of all, after Parabellum, I was like, you know, okay, obviously they have to end this series. You know, how are they going to fucking end this thing? You know, and, and, and I was thinking about it before the movie even came out. You know, you know, there's a couple different ways, you know, how are they going to do it? Are, you know, are they going to, is, is he going to gather like all of the, um, you know, forces, you know, all the people that are pissed off at the table and they're all going to join forces and they're going to bring the whole table down, you know, which, which, which would, you know, possibly could have worked, but that probably would have been at least another two movies. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, I wasn't really sure if, if they were going to do something like that. And then, you know, when I finished uh, John Wick 4, um, you know, obviously, because obviously that's it, you know, it's, it's done. And actually, I, no, the fifth one's in the works. How could it be? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, all I know is the fifth one yeah, is I in the works. About that. How could it be? I I, yeah, but, but he's dead. I know. I know. How, <laughs> I don't know. Just... So the only other thing would be, Okay, he's dead, and now someone else takes over, or there's a miraculous. It's either a regression story, or they get him, revive him some way. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. If, if they do that, that'll ruin it. Now, the only thing that would even make sense would be like, as I was just saying, you know, you know, because the, you know, the table obviously has a lot of enemies. You know, the Bowery King and. And, and, you know, and the Rumoroska, you know, they've pissed a lot of people off. So if somehow, you know, they decided to join forces and then take the table down, okay, that would be the only realistic. That would uh, make sense considering the rest of the, the story. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah. If you do anything else, it would just be fucking stupid. But I, but... But let's just say, you know, not knowing, I, I thought, well, you know what? This was a really fucking good way to end this series, you know, be, be, because he achieved what he wanted to do. You know, he got his freedom and and he helped a friend and he's with his wife. And and at the end of the day, nobody nobody's going to just like in real life, you know, nobody has taken the mafia down. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't didn't want to see the character die. I hate that. But it it was such a great 
see right, the story. It made sense. It yeah. made sense. And honestly, it was kind of like now he's actually he finally at peace. Peace. Right. Yeah, he finally so, has it. Right. It, it, it like I thought it was excellent. You know, yeah. in that way. Have you seen the Bob Odenkirk movie Nobody? came out in 20 was it 2021 it's very similar sure. to john wick so if you like john wick check out it's it's called nobody with bob odenkirk from better Fucking call saul it is amazing great. amazing movie you're gonna you're, you're gonna love that um so that's that's very similar too um and the last one off question is uh, what's something that almost no one knows about you <laughs> Say that again. Something that almost nobody knows about you. I'm not going to ask you to like reveal any secrets or anything, but just something that most people might not know about you. I think there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that knows about me. Uh, Maybe a particular hobby or something that you do. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm not. I, I'm not like the typical musician, so I I have, you know, a lot of other things that I do. You know, I'm not just like, you know, all about, you know, music and heavy metal. Um, I have a lot of interests. Um, well, you know, first of all, you know, I had a career, um, you know, doing IT work. You know, I had my own business. Um, I'm retired now, thank God. Um, but um, but in in addition to that, um, um, yeah, I am I'm a kind of very diverse person. You know, obviously music, um, you know, is is a part of me. It's you know, it always it, it will be to the day I die. I love music, but um, you know, I'm also an avid scuba diver. You know, I surf. Um, I love the. You know, the beat you know i'm really more of a beach bum than i am a heavy metal guy you know um you know i'd rather i'd rather be on a beach somewhere um you know than sitting you know in, in a crowd at a at a heavy metal concert you know that that's just kind of the person i am i'm, I'm just i'm pretty reserved i'm quiet i don't you know post my you know my mom just died two, three days ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, so sorry, John. And uh, I appreciate that. Um, I don't, you know, I don't post stuff like that, you know. Sure. Nobody know. Nobody knows about that. Only, only my immediate family. Sure. Uh, and I actually struggle, struggle with, you know, with um, canceling this, but it's like, oh my God, it's like I already, you know. <laughs> You know, oh. bailed on these guys. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them. Oh well, well, you know, my mom just died. They're gonna be, yeah, sure, right. You know, oh. um, but, um, oh, no. but no, I, I, I totally um, understood. Man. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of a very, you know, private type of person. Sure. Well. Well, thank, thank you, you for um, coming on with those thank you for, really for yes for taking the time for us um and just our our deepest sympathies john yeah, so, I, i'm enjoying this you know this oh is, good i'm i'm I, glad that you can I enjoy like, your time with this i like this fun interactive type of interviews you know not 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 the you know here's the 10 questions you know? yeah 
you know, yeah, what until we hear a lot. You know, what you know, why'd you name the band Fifth Angel? I'm like, the fuck do I know? I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, I, I really don't like talking about the old days only not that I I don't mind it, but honestly, I just don't fucking remember. I, I don't remember. They're like, yeah. well, well, what happened? You know, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> well, we try to do things that no one else asks, and we try to avoid those questions, although we like to have, the obviously, some background, but we try to do things that are different, you know, and just engage oh, our guests fun. in different ways. So, And, and yeah. I love horror movies, you know. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. We'll, we'll have you back when we do some more horror stuff. You know, yeah, we'd love to yeah. have you back. Um I'm going to switch gears now to a little game that we like to call Blast Beats. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. It's usually like, like a multiple choice or a choice between two things. And I want you to give me the answer as soon as possible, as soon as you can. All right. First thing off your head. All right. Are you ready for Blast Beats? Here All we right. go. Hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. Favorite pizza topping? What? Your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Paperback or Kindle? Paper. PC or Apple? PC. Movie theater or streaming? Streaming. Favorite holiday? I didn't hear you, sorry. Um, favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas, all right. Favorite ice cream flavor? chocolate dog or cat neither no okay. dog. dog all right <laughs> batman or superman batman avengers or justice league avengers star trek or star wars star wars dracula or frankenstein dracula Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster? Which was the first one? Bigfoot. Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster? Loch Ness. How do you like your steak cooked? Easy. Your favorite movie snack? Popcorn. Your favorite sport? Diving. Your favorite subject in school? Smoking pot. What was that? Smoking pot. You know? Oh, there we go. All right. Are, are yeah. you are you still a pot smoker? Do you still enjoy no, uh, I, cannabis? No, I never. No, I no, I no, I I don't. I don't. Pot just doesn't agree with me at all. Okay. So uh, uh, in school, um, my favorite subject it was. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I'm not a scholastic person. Um. Uh, but if I if I had to pick, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> okay. Um, your favorite board game? Chinese checkers. Okay. Uh, the fa your favorite Christmas gift that you ever received? The best Christmas gift you ever got? Um. This is like a yeah. Um, Red Rider with the compass and the stock yeah, and this thing right, which tells right, time. 
And I had one of those. I had one. Of those. Nice. I don't know the producers, but um, um, David, shit, man, this is like really you're really stretching my brain. Here. <laughs> well, it's okay if you don't want. Remember, it's okay. We only have I only have two more, so it's okay for the for the for the blast beats. So it's okay. Um, I will ask this one. You can't remember. Probably a skateboard. Probably a skateboard. Okay. Uh, your celebrity crush. Um, I love Belinda Carlisle. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and your favorite scene or line from This is Spinal Tap. Right, it goes to a ladder. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, this next game we like to call the hot seat because it tends to make people squirm. Um, I'm going to name a band, then I want you to tell me your favorite album by that band. Okay. And and what if I don't know the band? Then you say I don't know that yeah. band, and we'll move on. Okay, it's all right. Yeah, you can't know everything, right? So this is just a, a list of bands that we like to ask. So um, Black Sabbath. I think um, not the first album. Um, it was the one that had maybe the one that had um, Oh, right now. Oh, uh, Master of Reality. Master Reality. Yeah, uh, Sweet Leaf on it. Yeah, Sweet Leaf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Album. Uh, yeah, that's a great album. Which which yeah, album? Master of Master of Reality. Master of Reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd love to have Ozzy on sometime. Yeah, and, any of the members that would be great. He's uh, still alive, you know. Right, right. I don't know. He's gonna. I don't think he's gonna last. No, he he's not looking good. I think he's no. gonna go by the end of the year. That's my prediction. Yeah. Anyway. Hope, I hope you're wrong, you know, obviously, but uh, yeah, he's, he's got some health issues. Yeah. So, right. Um, okay, the next band, uh, Judas Priest. Um, I like the, I, I, I like Turbo Lover, but I also like Painkiller. Mm -hmm. um, the Beatles. Yeah, that's my favorite too. Um, Rush. Rush. Oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, good. Opeth. Don't know them. Okay, they're a progressive metal band. You, I think you'd like them. Melodic, progressive, um, out of Sweden. Uh, yeah, really, really good band. <laughs> I just I don't really know their music. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dream Theater would would be um, the their second album, which is um, Awake. It's no, it's no the next one. The oh, one, second album. Oh, it was a change of seasons. Uh, the one that has um, 
change of seasons? Um, it has, you know, pull me under? Yeah, pull me under that album. Yeah, yeah images and words. Iron Maiden. Would be probably um, um, uh, you know um, Play with magic. Uh, yeah, um, no, or the one that has um, 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 time. Um, oh shit. Um, oh, somewhere in time. Yeah, somewhere. In time. Oh, somewhere in time. Okay. Uh, Queensrÿche. <clears throat> Definitely Operation Mindset. All right. Um, Anthrax. I don't. I I don't have a. I don't have a favorite for that. Okay, Slayer. Not them either. All right, Kiss. I'm not, I'm not big fan. Not big fan of, of them. Um, not sure. and, and I not a big fan of Kiss either. Okay, no problem. Um, Alice in Chains. Um, would definitely be Dirt. Mm -hmm. uh, King Diamond. Um, them. Okay, uh, Dio. Um, the last in line. All right, Van Halen. Probably the first one. Okay, just two more. Motorhead. Mm, not no no really yeah I was never really into Motorhead. Okay, and no, a friend of mine. <laughs> all right, and the last one, Fifth Angel. Um, I would say probably the first album. Okay. Now I am going to, uh, this next, uh, song is called name that festival. Okay. All right. I'm going to share, um, I'm going to say fifth angel is playing at a festival with two other artists. I'm going to spin the wheel of mystery to find these two artists, and then I'd like for you to come up with the name of that festival. All right. So I'm going to uh, share my screen here. All right. Share screen. There we go. Oh, did we freeze up here? Oh, you. There you go. Hold on. I love when technology decides to take a shit on you. <laughs> That's it. That's your internet connection. Yeah. Can you uh, can you see it? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Nope. All right. So I'm going to spin the wheel of mystery. My glasses on here. And see who the first one is. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. All right. So Fifth Angel. Johnny Cash, and it's coming around. Oh, it looks like Wham! All right, Wham! Okay, I don't understand. So, so how? So now what? This, you get to name the festival. You get to name the festival. Fifth Angel playing with Johnny Cash and Wham. Fifth so Angel, Johnny Cash, and Wham are all playing the same festival. You got to come up with a name of that festival. What's that festival's name? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, shit. Um, 
That's crazy. Um, I don't know where, um, you know, where, you know, where, where's the tequila? I don't know. All right. Hey, that's fine. Nothing. Where's the tequila festival? Okay. Good to know. It's all right. I like that. Um, we're, we're winding down here, John, uh, just a few more questions. And, um, we're all fans of other artists. What is your favorite piece of memorabilia? Maybe it's an autographed something, memento, uh, a, a concert T-shirt or something like that. Something that you have for, from an artist that you've seen. Your favorite piece of memorabilia? Um, I do believe somewhere I have um, Ozzy's autograph. Oh, nice. Okay. Do you remember how, how you got that? No. Um, well... No, I don't. I don't remember. Now, I did meet Ozzy um, when um, Fifth Angel first, when we first signed with Epic. Um, you know, this would have been the late, late 80s. So um, we were down in L.A. doing some um, PR stuff. And, um, and at that time, Ozzy was on Epic as well. So, so they threw like a private party in a restaurant, um, like off of Melrose Avenue. Um, and Ozzy showed up with, with uh, Zach Wilde. He had just, just hired Zach. And, you know, Zach was a, you know, just like a, like a freaking a teenager then. He was a little skinny kid. Um, but, but I do remember um, I had the opportunity to, to, to like, have an actual one-on-one -on -one conversation with Ozzy, you know, for about a good five minutes. Um, and um, it may have been at that, at that time. Nice. Yeah. That's excellent. That's it, cool. was, it was a really um, interesting conversation um, because, uh, you know, he was explaining, um, you know, why he, why he, he's like, he's like, he's like, I, I I don't fuck. He goes. I don't know what the fuck is going on. He goes. He goes. He goes. I don't know what the fucking people are listening to or young kids. He goes. <laughs> so, so he he just didn't know. So he goes. That's why he was hiring these young, um, you know, guitar players. Um, he's you know so be, because they were in touch with you know with with what was happening. Um, so I thought it was very interesting. And of course, it made perfect sense. Of course, Sharon probably, you know, she's the one that, you know, probably said, you know, we need to hire young, you know, young guitar players, you know. Yeah, the story is that they found, you know, he had a cassette in a in a bucket full or box full of cassettes from aspiring guitarists who wanted to be him. And he just kind of pulled it out and popped it in. And he just really loved his sound, all those squeals and things. And, and it was just kind of like, Okay, there's the one, you know. Well, well, uh, you know, even my friend Jeff Loomis, you know, Jeff actually went down and and had auditioned for um, Ozzy, and um, Sharon said, "Well, he's too old." You know. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. That's well. All right. Well, you know, Zach yeah, really turned out. Yeah. I mean, a good, good, good gig for him. You know, you don't get any better than Jeff Loomis? You know? Right. Oh, I phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so it it you know it was it was it was so it was it was very interesting you know so oh, yeah all right um, yeah it's Ozzy or um and I also do believe I have a signature on a coaster of BB King 
Oh, sweet. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, um, our last formal question to you, John, is what are your plans for the rest of 2023? The rest of 2023? Yeah, we got got four four months to go. Five months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this this uh of course you know with, with my mom passing yeah i'm, I'm gonna have to t- you know uh you know take care of all her you know settle her affairs but this fall i am hoping to uh start working on my solo album nice that's gonna be good would you please come back when that solo album is in the works or when it's done would, would you please come back and, and let us know how it's coming or would we be able to would you mind if we gave it a, a live reaction listen to would that be okay with you oh that'd be wonderful and the last thing if you wouldn't mind would you mind giving us a bumper this is john macko with fifth angel you're watching heavy metal horror would you mind doing something like that for us ID, right yeah it'd be great this is John Mako from Fifth Angel, and you are watching Heavy Metal Horror. Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank That's you so fun. much, John. Um, yeah. We have had a blast getting to know you. Thank you for, for being patient with us and for answering all of our questions and being such a good sport. We really appreciate your time um, and just wish you the best as you uh, have this very unfortunate situation. But just thank you for being so generous with us and, and spending time with us. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah. Thank Thanks you, John. Well, we're going to do our station wrap out. Uh, we're going to do our sign off, and then we're going to invite you to bring up the horns with us. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you can find Heavy Metal Horror Podcast on unsaneradio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. If you're watching, that's where you're at. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And if you know someone who would like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Chopped up. And you've been watching and listening to, all right, John, bring up the horns. Heavy <laughs> metal <laughs> This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before.